This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How's your big throbbing headache from it's yesterday? Still there, man. It's still there. You still got it? I actually, yeah. How are you going to power through I Friday no and Monday? Idea. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm do, just I, do, do I it. need to be on standby no, at no. home? Or? This morning I did wake up and go, why isn't this thing leaving? It's just lingering around. It won't go away. It just lingers around. I woke up this morning, and my wife had built a pillow wall. Oh, for, really? For two reasons. Like, took all our pillows, and I woke up. I was like, wow, what the hell? I don't even see if she – I couldn't even tell if she was in bed or not. For two reasons. One, because I was like – she said I was coughing in her direction. And two, because I was farting more than she's ever heard me fart in my life. What in the world? You were a symphony coming orchestra out of, last yeah, night? Coming out of both ends. What in the... Uh, I, I don't mean, know. I Honestly, God, I woke up... Take some hydrochloroquine. Like, It'll I, fix I, it I all. Would. I woke up this morning, got off, like, uh, alarm goes off, wake up, sit on the edge of my bed, and I feel like, I, like I'm hungover. I feel like I'm hungover. Every morning I wake up like I'm hungover. And I, it's got to be everything. I should probably stop taking so much stuff. Maybe this is the beginning of the end. I don't know. I would. You would think that eventually you break through the wall. Yeah, and, and then you start oh, to feel, yeah, feel a little awesome. better. Woo! Yeah, let me go. Let me go outside and let me take a walk. Nope, that ain't happening. It ain't gonna happen. Oh boy! It's Andy Hart and I tomorrow. So it'll, and we got Lou tomorrow. So and, that'll and be interesting. I, uh, I weep for Billy and uh, and Chicken Nick only because if you're not feeling well. One of them might have to jump onto the other side of the glass or something. If you have like a coughing fit, like you had on uh, I mean, Monday, we are gonna have we are gonna have like a, a quick little like meeting, just in case everybody coughs all over each other, so everybody gets yes. sick. It's like chicken pox. Yes, yes. Have a little chicken pox party. Everybody gets it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, so- you're doing okay. You sound way better than you did uh, Monday. You sounded like hell. Yesterday you were fighting it. Today you sound way different. Listen, man, I'm just trying to grind through like a good radio guy would no you know what it is that's who that's me it's athlete mentality oh is it that is why people in business like to hire athletes really well think about it what do we what 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 do athletes outside of once you graduate high school right when you're outside of the whole everything is set for you and all that and you get to college think about it right you're uh you're you're playing college sports you've got to be on time you've got to be disciplined You've got to take coaching. You've got to go out and execute in pressure situations. You can't question authority. Why would you? Why would you not want to hire athletes? Because athletes are the kinds of normal people who don't have that kind of accountability of a coach yelling at them or even fear of your scholarship being taken away, which is a lot of it. You power through things, and you, you, it teaches you to grind. But not all that. It, it is funny though. A lot of guys. I will agree with you. If I ran a business, I would. Athletes would get I, I would, would get extra credit on a resume or yeah, something. Yeah, not saying that would be the only pool that I no. would draw from, but I would already instantly know people in the military, same thing. Right. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, and it wouldn't be just sports. If you're a cheerleader, if you're does track and field, whatever. There's a lot of, yeah, it just doesn't have to be the main it's sports that you think It's internally of. in you as far yep. as, like, you know, what your philosophy and your scheduling and 
your accountability should be. Yes. Yes. See, I sold you. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to start a business right now. There you go. Let's well, go. you've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> Failed miserably. I was just going to say, it's when they end that is the uh, problem. And, well, has it uh, – I'm not saying it's the end for the Red Sox, but is it the end for the Red Sox in terms of us feeling good about them, in terms of, man, they could have went to Oakland, one, two out of three, continued the momentum – and then you look at yesterday's game where they lose 6-5. to five, And look, Brian Bayo, he's been so good this year. I get it. You're going to have a bad start every once in a while. I'm not down on Bayo. It's a, the, it's a part of the ebb and flow of the season. But, man, you had a chance to go win that game yesterday, keep the momentum going, and instead you feel good going into Oakland and you come out of there having lost two of three to the worst team in major league Baseball. This is the worst case scenario. Ah. You could lose one game, fine. You didn't even score a run in game two of the three that you had against them. And then Bayo has a terrible day. Like he he was due. Right. Or it happens, right? Yeah, sure. So I'm not fine. gonna look at him and be like, ah, you blew it, kid. No. But I still thought like they I still thought that they were gonna have an opportunity to kind of make up for it, win the game, but they don't. So they get so, I don't even know. Like, I mean, they have been swept. The, the A's have been swept almost like, I don't know, in how many series, like 12 or 13 series so far this year. Like, they just, everybody sweeps them. You know, at the worst, you know, you come away with the win, mm-hmm. which, which based on the 15 of 20, now you've lost your four games of the whole 15 and 20. You've lost your four games. Now you got a day off, and then the Mets, and then the Braves. Yeah. So, you got to win all of them, right? Was that five games? You got three against the Mets. But you got two even, against the Braves. But even that'll if put the, you at five, that, that's that'll put you at fifteen to twenty. But even if they do, does that still make you say yes? You got to go do it. To me, this the the reason the Oakland series mattered for me a little bit more is because this is one of Major League Baseball's sick animals. We know what the Oakland A's are doing. They're tanking. They're not spending money. They're going to end up moving to Vegas, and then they're going to spend money, pump into it, and the guy will probably sell the team within five to seven years, which, again, is smart business, whether you agree with that or not, yada, yada. But this was, if you're a real playoff team, to me, this is where you go in there and you lay the wood to them. This is the, oh, no, 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 no. They're not slowing us down. I mentioned it earlier that even though Scherzer and Verlander and the Mets are not having a great year, if you lost two of three to the Mets and it was vintage Scherzer and vintage Verlander, let's say, then I can live with that. Those are two of the better pitchers in baseball. You should have trouble against them. You shouldn't have trouble against the A's. You shouldn't be getting shut out by the A's. And unfortunately, what this series did was take us back on the roller coaster ride of this baseball team, and it's now got me thinking, uh, they ain't going to do nothing. And quite honestly... I, I don't I don't know if they should. Isn't it isn't it in the end, isn't it a trust situation? Oh, they, definitely. Because you just they're too volatile. Right. They're too combustible. It's like every you you know, you feel real comfortable about it. You feel like everything is kinda like everybody's figured everything out, and then you do something like lose to the A's, and and then you could still sit there and say the the Yankees had a really rough road trip against the A's. Uh you're still in striking distance. Uh, to uh, Houston right now, so you're still in play. Like none of nothing is out of reach. You're in realistically, it, but are you 
in it. Uh, yeah, I don't that think kind any, of thing. I, I do. It, it, this is why it's so, I guess, uh, tough to really. It's a mind f. It is one hundred percent. As soon as you get comfortable, as soon as you kind of go, hey, we yes. can relax for a second. You get you get smacked in the face, and you go, oh, it's same old Red Sox. I feel like that's who they are: up and down, inconsistent, beating teams that they shouldn't, losing against teams that they should beat. When, especially when they need it the most. Like, I would sit there and say, that, that was a really important series for them. No doubt. It was no a very doubt. important series that they all probably recognized and talked about, and they're sitting sitting on the plane coming back home going, crap. And the other thing, too, to remember is this isn't, hey, you're the number one wild card, and you're within striking distance of the division. This is, oh, you're within striking distance of the final wild card spot, which just means you're, I mean, is there, is that anything? It's great. Hey, you made the playoffs hoopy do type thing, but do you sit there as an executive? If you're Heim bloom and you say, man, we got to have that third wild card spot. Boy, that would validate everything that we did this year. I'm, I'm just not vibing it and feeling it. And the Red Sox had a chance to really back Heim into a corner. I know a texter, 37937. Good morning to the texters and those in the Twitch chat. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI and those watching and listening on YouTube and the Odyssey app. Uh, they won 11 of 14, 4 and 1 gets them to 25 out of 20. And if they do all that, are you in the final wild card spot? So you go on a heater to get to a point. To where you say, oh, maybe this could happen. I don't know. Do you think? Here's the other thing. I'm I'm twisting myself into a knot on this one. You are. Do you you think the decision has already been made? Yes. Oh, absolutely. They've already already decided what they're going to do. They needed to back Heim into a corner by being so unbelievably hot that the rest of Red Sox Nation would wake up and start screaming for moves to be made. And and look, we take calls at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Maybe there are a lot of people out there who are like, "Hey, this team is it. You got to go for it." And that's where I think I'm landing on this: is that even if you made a move, how much better is it really going to make you? I don't know if there's a move out there that makes them consistent and gets them to a point to where you say, "Hey, if they end up in a wild card round, they've got a realistic chance." I just don't – I can't envision management saying, yep, we're going to do what we got to do to get the third wild card. If it's the division or the number one wild card, I think maybe it's a little different. But right now, they've been hot. They play great in the month of July, and you're still two and a half out of the final wild card spot. Eh, It's tough to talk yourself into it. That's why they needed to go on a real heater here. Yeah, and then also, if the key is to stay under that luxury tax and to not pay any extra money, that too. I think they have five point five million dollars of room. Right. Okay. Now, now it doesn't mean so a guy that makes you know twenty million dollars, like you would prorate that based on the the amount of time that it. So you really are not paying a twenty million dollar salary. You're prorating that based on two months. Two months, and maybe that's five point five million. Maybe it's—I don't know what it is. It would depend on what the salary. Yeah, get a that the little guy money thrown in a deal here. Yeah, or there. and maybe yeah, they, you can make it. Work. You can make it work. So, in that regard, you're sitting there going, "Okay, is there a diamond in the rough?" I just feel like they would be—they would really have to find like a diamond in the rough, like a really unique situation. Like, really, wow, your timing was perfect. 
the situation really benefits you. Normally, this never happens. Here you go. Um, right? I feel like that's like fortune, you know, favoring you just because you're lucky, really. This is an ex- excellent uh, text, I believe. The 508. It's another nauseating roller coaster ride, kind of like the Celtics took us on, but worse. Yes, because with the Celtics, people will look at it and say, well, the ride the Celtics took us on was worse because they have a lot of talent. And that's the thing that I can't talk myself into right now is I don't know if there's the kind of talent on the Red Sox roster that screams you got to go add to it because they're either underachieving or guys are coming back from injury or whatever it is to be able to try to get hot. So that's sort of where we're at with the Red Sox today. 